everyone, and welcome to the Comics Is Our Better podcast, where we cover the world of independent comics. I am one of your hosts, Brian, and with me, as always, are the other two parts of the CDB crew, not the Q, uh, <laughs> Carrie and Darcy. Hello. Hi. I guess if we're all in line, we'd be a Q, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. I have no <laughs> idea. Leave Q out of it. Okay. <laughs> we'll, leave it, we'll leave Q way out of this. All right. Super. <laughs> so oh well we have a, a good show today um for this week and um we're gonna actually cover the uh, 2011 um graphic novel anya's ghost by vera brugsall and uh before we get to that we'll have some news for y'all um so first of all um wizard world is uh closing their doors which uh wizard world was was one of the second biggest uh, comic convention for a while uh, behind San Diego Comic-Con. It actually was one of the longest running ones in Chicago, the Wizard World Chicago. Uh, they're selling all of their um, assets and uh, to um, to Fan Expo. So, and Fan Expo, of course, will be changing their name um, of, of those conventions to Fan Expo. So, But according um, to the news, it's still anything that's Wizard World this year. They have like two more shows, I think, that are that yeah. are scheduled they're still going to be wizard world they're just it's just like now they're starting to have the official sale of everything yeah they've been acquired so yeah. Yeah, exactly. the where where the where the cons were i think it's just been an, a takeover it's an acquisition yes yeah. so probably where you had a wizard world con you're going to have a fan expo now and yeah those cities will be chicago philadelphia new orleans portland and st louis and uh yeah, so I mean, um, you know, if you've been reading comics for a long time or comics adjacent, you know the name Wizard and Wizard like Wizard Magazine was kind of like the first like you know dedicated periodical to comics. So kind of a, kind of a, kind of an interesting end of an era right there. We, yeah, we, I mean, like we used to buy Wizard comics, uh, the mag. I'm sorry, Wizard uh, magazine when we were first married. Yes. In fact, I'd really like to like see where those are at. I hope we kept some issues because those were fun. And Toy Fair as well. Yeah, and Toy Fair. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So a little bit sad, but also not super shocking if you've been following like con news because Mm -hmm. the cons haven't really been doing great. They've gotten some bad press for like the way they've treated a whole lot of issues. So a lot of issues. (laughs) Sad because end of an era, but also not shocking because it's kind of been going that direction. COVID probably didn't help. It's not helping any convention, but it, you cannot push this strictly on COVID. It's no, it's not. COVID, yeah. COVID didn't help, but it's it's not only COVID. Yeah, long time coming, definitely. Okay, all right. Well, actually, in in a little bit better news. Um, so, Diamond Distributors, who have actually kind of been majorly affected by COVID in a in a bad way for them, um, kind of a good way for us comic readers. Um, but um, they actually now have a uh, new president uh, that has been assigned. Uh, Dynamite. Name, um, Tony Luckis for for Diamond. Diamond, yeah. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Oh, no, no worries. Um, so yeah, he he's. I got my oh, shit messed up. Oh, no, no, no worries at all. Um, I don't think we're the factual podcast. <laughs> so. No, no, no. We we need to be, but yeah. I just I just got my shit messed up for a second. No, no worries. I confused my presidents. And yes. I thought you were like saying like dynamite, like yeah, that was like exciting. Dynamite. No, I got I got dynamite and diamond mixed up for a second. So, oh, um, well, um, Hutchet has or 
Hutch. Now I'm saying is the wrong name. Uh, Luckus has actually was the uh, president of um, uh, Penguin Random House for seven years. So uh, he definitely knows uh, a little too about publishing, I'm assuming, and distributing. So um, not much word about what's going to go on more with the, uh, with the company and like what, what directions they're going to be moving into. But it's obviously kind of a, a new uh, direction that they're going in right now. Cool. It's a very smart move, I think, for them. Mm -hmm. Yes. I almost said dynamite again. Very smart move for Diamond um, because they've been losing a lot of people to, like, Penguin and Simon and & Schuster recently. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, take that, you know, why people have been going that direction instead of with them uh, and maybe pull people back because, you know. Exactly. I mean, because they're still a name in comics, even if it's not a great name, but it is a recognizable <laughs> name. <laughs> and so yeah. they um, and and um, yeah, I mean, like they were really the only shark in the pool for a long time. And now that, you know, they're not there, it sounds like they're actually finally going to start making changes to make them a better company. Um, I from I heard from friend of the show slash our friend Rebecca that the free conflict day stuff, which is diamonds, like bread and butter event was delayed in the UK and mm -hmm. this yeah. year, which after all the things that have been delayed the last couple of years or last year, because of COVID, you would think they would be on their shit, like to get this thing yeah. like out, but you know, who knows? So, um, it definitely is a positive move in that sense, you know? So well, here's hoping at least, yeah, yeah, you exactly. know, it sounds like it at least. At least it's, it's a move, <laughs> at least. It, and it, it's an it, effort to do something. Yep. And that which is not happy. nothing, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yay. Yes. It's, it's, instead of just pulling over the covers and pretending nothing is happening, at least they're, they're going to be doing something. Um, all right. Well, um, so last bit of news. Uh, so Shortbox, um, they announced their October Shortbox Comics Fair. Um, they're going to, um, they had something last year that was basically a day where all their their titles were discounted. This year, it's going to be actually for the entire month of October, um, and they're actually kind of going a little bit of different direction. I believe there's still going to be some discounts on some pre-existing books, but they're going to be releasing um, books all month uh, from 48 different artists, um, and it's going to be they're going to debut a brand new comic, um, which each page page counts for each book varies between 16 to 60 pages. And the books are all digital, so you don't have to worry about shipping costs, which is great for someone in America when it comes to a UK company like them. And um, there are some some good names on here, like Joe Sparrow, Molly, Molly Mendoza, um, we uh, Sass Millage, who we recently spoke about about one of her books, the, the woman book, right? The mm -hmm. or was that Mamo? No. Now I'm getting things mixed up here. That, that was it was the uh, the mermaid book, yes. The, the sulky book and um we got you know um how much sleep hamish steel lizzie stewart uh, some and some people that you know it sounds like they have a pretty good lineup so um those are comics will be available throughout october and uh, you'll be able to read like the blurbs content information and see preview pages of, of the books before you're buying so you know kind of what you're getting besides me just saying names and um and also, in addition, the uh, the weekend of the second of third October, they're going to have special prices on their catalog, like I mentioned before, with uh, twenty percent off happy hours, 
Um, so kind of like what they did last year. And they're also going to make a couple um, things lim in limited numbers, like wall hangings, make pins. They're, they're not mentioning exactly what it's going to be. So sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and it's a good company to, to support and make some quality stuff. So definitely recommend everyone to listen to our um, episode with uh, Siobhan guessing, guesting, <laughs> not guessing. She was guessing why she was there, I guess. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and we were uh, talking about a couple of short box books. So um, definitely good, good company. Yeah, great company. Lots of good books. Great episode when we and, talked about those books. Yeah, yeah they yeah. put out good quality, so. And giving a lot of artists and creators voice which is which is wonderful you know and very diverse mm -hmm. as well mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. definitely diverse, diverse voices diverse storytelling styles are very widely different you're looking at a lot of different types of stories a lot of different types of art styles a lot of different types of storytelling themes um you're not just going in looking at the same kind of story over and over and over again you're going to explore um and possibly find something that you never thought you'd like before when you look at short box books I mm -hmm. think like you go and you're like I never would have picked this off the shelf myself kind of thing mm -hmm. yeah I, I, I like them as a publisher because they're not going to give you something that you would have expected and mm -hmm. I like that well, absolutely and there's definitely something for for everyone and I'm sad about the the boxes going away but I'm glad that they're continuing to do actual publishing as absolutely. well and yeah and a more diverse uh, digital, like, you know, makeup there, because I know most of the time, there was really only two digital short box books for a while, which were the two we covered. Oh, okay. You know, so it, it'll be yeah, nice. That's, to... th those are the only, yeah, I haven't read a whole ton of them because I buy digital, um, but yeah. Yeah, so it's good. You know, get, great. Get, get, I'm get so the word excited. Out there. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking about words and talking about stuff, we know we'll get into our, our spotlight. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> well, that is a transition. <laughs> By the very definition just, of transition. Just like, the, just like Diamond making a move. <laughs> that was our transition. Um, all right. Well, um, we're going to go ahead and get into our spotlights. Uh, I think Carrie went last, last time or first last time. So Darcy, do you want to go first this time? I will. Um, if I can remember what I'm doing. I can. Um, I... My spotlight is so completely, wonderfully, and effortlessly me. Uh, it is a comic book cookbook <laughs> uh, called Let's Make Dumplings, a comic book cookbook by Hugh Amano and Sarah uh, Beacon from 10 Speed Press. And it is what it says in the title. <laughs> it's a comic book cookbook that tells you how to make dumplings. <laughs> Uh, it's fabulous. Uh, the art is so wonderful. Um, I, I found this uh, Shingen Core and um, uh, 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 Sarah were having this conversation. Sarah was doing uh, on Twitter. Sarah is Shingen Core has this uh, uh, game that she put out that's like cross stitch or not cross stitch. Yes, cross stitch. It's like this cross stitch game that she put out. This like embroidery game that she put out that you can get and do. And so she was doing that and they were talking back and forth and they happened to mention her Let's Make Dumplings book. And I was like, holy crap, dumplings, momos, <laughs> what the heck? Point me in the right direction. So they gave me the link to this book and I was like, all right, because I oh, love cool. 
making dumplings. Like I'm not super great at it, but I love it because it's just like dumplings are so fabulous. You know, the fact that like every civilization in the world has their own form of dumpling yeah. um, and some of them are just the best food in the world and some of them not so great I hate chicken and dumplings and I'm southern and that's <laughs> you know like chicken and dumplings are disgusting I can't handle it um <laughs> that's the most controversial thing yeah, you've ever said it's, it's probably the most controversial I can't I cannot stand chicken and dumplings yeah, they're so gross the, that's like one of the few chicken dishes I like you know I, that's besides chicken you nuggets know. I know people love them so much and I get it but I don't get it they're just so gushy and grilled I can't handle it anyway but dumplings they're fabulous like empanadas and Mm -hmm. and momos and gyoza and they're just like fucking food it's just like the perfect Mm -hmm. fucking food right they're great Mm -hmm. yes and And so it's this cookbook and it goes through like the very you know it starts you out with like dumpling wrappers and the benefits of circle dumpling wrappers and like wonton square wrappers and it's it's mainly focused in asia it's got all these different dumplings that i i've never like i've never made and i've never eaten before like i kind of honed in on momos because I had like heard of momos years and years ago, but I'd never eaten them before because most of the Indian restaurants I'd been to are like focused on a specific kind of Indian food. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what region, but you know, they, they hone in in America on a specific kind of Indian food and same thing in Thailand, like a specific kind of Indian food, Mm -hmm. but that type of Indian food isn't like Nepalese Indian, you know, that, that combination. So momos was never part of that. And so I'd never had them, but I'd seen them online so many times. So I'd never had them before. And then finally I went to Singapore and I was like, I'm going to little India and I'm going to friggin' have momos. I like <laughs> found a place online. I was like, I'm going to this one. I walked so far just to eat momos in Singapore. And it was this revelation. Momos are so great like the best food i've ever eaten in my life chicken oh my momos God. they look fucking amazing they're yeah so fucking good. vegetarian look- ones chicken ones they're so great it's just you know and it's they're not oh. super complicated you know it's like cabbage and onions and and all this stuff and and they can have meat or they don't have to have meat and it you know like a tomato chutney and they're so fucking good. And there's a place in Arlington. I went with a friend when I came back and they've got them. And oh my God, they're so good there too. <laughs> and I make them now at home sometimes, you know, oh, I, cool. I cheat. I cheat with a wrapper because I cannot make dumpling wrappers. I'm terrible at it. <laughs> Plus it takes so fucking long. Um, so I buy gyoza wrappers because they're round. Yes. And, um, and, I, and I make my own uh, momos at home. And it's just, you know, like you can make the stuffing and you buy the wrappers and I make, you know, like a dozen of them and mm. you can keep them and eat them and heat them up and whatever. And I make, you know, a steam in a rice cooker and it's just, they're fucking good food. And this, this comic book has these beautiful illustrations. It makes me think of all Shingen Kors mm-hmm. food comics but it's it's a full cookbook of them and she's got momos or they've got momos there's two people that do it i don't know who the other person is i don't know he, he good good on you but he wasn't part of this twitter thread <laughs> um, <laughs> i talked to sarah briefly um but you know they they've got the yoza they've got 
I had a page up and I no longer have that page up. They had this other one that I haven't tried yet um, that I really want to try. Uh, that's like from a northern portion that looks like a Momo, but it's not a Momo. It starts with like a J. I can't remember what it's called, but it looks so interesting. And I want to try that. But like I've never, I've never made so many different types of dumplings. And I, I should, like, I've just like made gyoza, which I really suck at because of the like frying process. And mm-hmm. I've made so many momos now. Um, and I actually, I've gotten really good at the wrapping of momos because I've done it a lot now, mm-hmm. but I can't, I really should at gyoza. I don't know why. But anyway, they also have a, like, uh, let's make ramen book. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that I haven't, cool. I, I haven't bought that, but they've got a let's make ramen book. So they also have that, like, they make comic book uh, cookbooks, which I think is really rad because mm-hmm. there's this tendency of a lot of, like, I like tasty, which puts you through the steps with, like, pictures which is really cool I really really like that that works really well but like they don't put together the words and images as well as I like and it's not pretty and it's not in a cookbook format anymore like people don't have cookbooks Mm kind of sucks Mm -hmm. this is fun it gives you the recipe it gives you these two people talking to you and telling you and like this narrative format it has history of of like how to make these things and how they were made and where it was made um it's just got all this really nifty stuff to it and they can go back and do all this complicated stuff because they've got the art to it and then also just stylistically they can show you like these perfect cartooned uh like momos and gyoza because it's you know it's art so they always look perfect yeah, I probably so it's just, just pretty to look at. I yeah. got really quiet because I'm hungry now. Yeah. And oh yeah. I, no. <laughs> I had to look up the closest Nepalese restaurant to us. <laughs> so I and I found one. Oh, and nice. I'm like, oh, they're open till 9 30. <laughs> that... I can order you some. Get them delivered. <laughs> if you if you've never had a Momo, get a Momo delivered. Yeah. Because I, those things, they're like I I I, I'm always really split because I fucking love Thai food. Obviously, I lived mm-hmm. there for almost a decade. So you've got to, if you're going to live somewhere that long, you have to love the food kind of oh, yes. thing. Like, I, do I move to Japan? Do I move to Thailand? I've moved to Thailand because I prefer the food. Um, but it's always been Indian food, Mexican food for me, which food mm-hmm. I love the best. And fucking Indian food's so good. Yes. And then I had Momo's and I was like, oh, holy God, this is like <laughs> the best food. <laughs> Just in this little bitty, tiny little casing. It looks so good. Oh, yeah. so I'm good. I like, I, I like samosas, which I know those are like Indian dumplings. Oh. So this, like, so good. yeah. So really funny, really quick. Um, we used to go to a comic book shop before it sucked um, in a town <laughs> over from us when we first moved here which was a thousand years ago and so we would go every Wednesday like in the afternoon to get um, comics and Mm. it was right next door to a place that had an Indian lunch buffet for like Mm -hmm. 10 bucks you could just load up and I I thought the food was really good we did this for almost a year until Brian's like I don't want I don't want that for lunch and I'm like why and he's like I I don't like Indian food. Well, and I, I'm I like, think it was that place. Oh, he didn't like that place. Yeah. But I was just like, 
it was very sweet to me because he put up with it for a year but at the same time I felt really bad that I had made him do that I found a better Indian lunch buffet place though because uh, that's really good i can honestly eat samosas all day <laughs> like yeah. if there's nothing else you know unless you any food you put it in dumpling form i could probably will eat it you know no matter yeah. what it is you know it's just like that pre-packaged food thing it's, they're just exactly. fabulous but yeah these are steamed so it's you know it's got that steam dump oh man they're so good yeah. I'm hungry. So good. Thank you. I didn't eat. You're welcome. This is one of the few times I did not eat dinner before we started recording, and I'm now instantly regretting. I was like, everything sounds so good. good. But so. Wait, what did I? Okay, well, that actually looks really good. Yeah, we're gonna have to pick up that book because I suck at cooking. Like, I can make macaroni and cheese from a box and spaghetti, and that's about it. So anything that makes it easier for someone who may not learn like traditionally to cook something I always really appreciate yeah I, I really like it because they're like this is how you make like the dough but mm-hmm. you also they you know they allow the concept because you know some of them get really you know like uppity yeah. about you know you need to make your own dough but you know she's like yeah her, the little Sarah the little <laughs> Sarah icon or whatever she's like you can substitute in store-bought wrappers that's okay and and that's kind of freeing because yeah, I do absolutely. I cheat. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Sometimes you have to, you know. I, I mean, there's I just one I don't have room in my little RV kitchen to sit out and make all this dough. Uh, <laughs> second, I I just can't. I just can't. I hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll make roti dough, you know, if I want to mm-hmm. do roti Thai roti, but um, no, I just can't. I can't do it. Not but, when you can buy, you know, like a hundred, yeah. a little pack of a hundred from the Asian grocery store. It's just right there. Why would well, I? I think there's something, and I, I think we're deconstructing it as a society, but it's very slow. It's something that we have to get over, which is pre-packaged or processed food is not bad. Like, or yeah. Yeah. Like it, it has like this almost like moralistic, like very moralistic yeah and it's just like no this is food that's more accessible to some people than others and I think that's the way we need to look at it so yeah I'm all I'm all for I'm all for uh, buying the stuff that's going to help me make a meal better especially if you're cooking for one or two people yeah or you're (laughs) freaking you don't have the time or the money to get all the extra stuff you know yeah Mm -hmm. well very cool I'm glad you brought that up thank you sounds really good welcome yeah, I'm all for comics that do different things, and mm-hmm. it's a comic book, and it's a, you know, cookbook. I thought it was awesome. It is pretty cool, and I, yeah, I, I would just want to read it. Yeah. Besides, besides one, they actually use it and learn how to, to cook something. I can, I can fry some good bacon. That's about it for me. Yeah, he's really bacon. good at frying bacon. <laughs> yes. Like, he has that job now in our family, which is a big honor that my dad doesn't do it. He now makes the bacon and does the barbecuing. And so my dad has relinquished that to Brian. Which so are, that's a, you know, easy. I thing. bake my bacon. Ooh, that's good too. Cold pan? It just, yeah, I do pans of bacon in, in the oven because I hate getting splattered by bacon. Yeah. I feel like I have a sunburn after I cook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank uh, you for coming yeah. to our cooking podcast, everyone. Yes. That yeah, was really that was, that was good. Well, um, I'm, I think I'm going to go next. I, I don't think I've ever gone second before. So I'm going to go second. 
I've gone every first. week. I haven't gone first. I haven't done this. I know. Let's I, do it. It's all about my new experiences. That's what this <laughs> podcast is all about. It's me. I'm joking. Okay. So I'm going to talk about uh, Ordinary Gods issues uh, one and two by Kyle Higgins, uh, Felipe Watan- Watanabe, excuse me, Frank William, and Clayton Cowles. Um, it's from Image Comics. And so the uh, second issue came out last Wednesday. Um, and I was actually kind of torn when the first issue came out to talk about this or the or the book I ended up talking about um, because I, I did enjoy the first issue, first issue a lot. So I figured I would take the time since the second issue came out last week to uh, talk about this uh, this time. So essentially, there's an alternate universe of gods and there's like a, basically a coup or like a revolution like because there's different countries of gods and they're all named after emotions. And one of these factions takes over basically the entire universe and you, well, you can't kill your insurrectionists or the people that you're taking over because they're all immortal gods. So they decide that they need to imprison them in a way that they don't remember that they are gods. So they can't come back and, and, uh, and try to, uh, to take over again. And so, well, this prison happens to be uh, Earth, and uh, the souls of these gods are placed in the mortal bodies, um, not knowing that they're gods. But and then at the same time, the closest loved one of these uh, of, of these gods are um, like in, in, in on Earth um, become like a sleeper agent in a sense. So if someone starts to realize that they're a god the uh, sleeper agent kind of wakes up and like and kill, tries to kill the god so that um, they get reincarnated and then forget again that they they're actually an imprisoned soul essentially um so there's a group of gods on earth trying to wake the other gods up uh, to try to create a revolution and um the main character david gets woken up his sister is a sleeper agent and basically does not in well for his family or himself and well you find out in this new issue that um after all that tragedy happened and david seems like a pretty good stand-up person well um as mentioned before these 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 gods have lived multiple lives on earth and it turns out that uh one of the previous lives very recently that david had wasn't the best person in the world and i'm not going to give away who it is but it's a a real life person and it was it's a very interesting twist to this the fact that you know you're liking this character but then you find out that they weren't the best person <laughs> a, a few decades ago so um yeah it's uh art's good um writing has been good so far and so yeah definitely um want to keep my eyes on it awesome how bad not a good person a few days ago. um <laughs> Pretty bad. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. Okay. Pretty bad. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you after the recording. I don't want to. Okay. Okay. Say, yeah. Yeah. Who it is. Um, okay. Yeah. But, but yeah, it was, it was really All right. Good. It's, um, they're no, a no, sleeper. no, it's fine. No, 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 we no. Can... They're, they're a sleeper. <laughs> okay. They're, I, I think they're a sleeper bad person. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. I, I like think, they'll, they'll eventually be yeah. about this. Oh, yeah. you're not talking about the person he was. You're talking about the person yeah. he is. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I could totally see that. I was like, no, this person was. <laughs> <laughs> this person was actually actually bad. Yeah. Okay. No, I think the character. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I get, I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I, I definitely. I can see that happening. Okay. Well, Carrie, if you would like to 
bring this uh, spotlight train home. All right, so we're chugging into the station. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm gonna be honest, I didn't read this. I'm, we bought it, I'm going to read it. Um, it is Chibi Usagi, Attack of the Heebie Chibis by Julie and Stan Sakai from IDW. It's just fucking adorable. Um, we bought the stuffed animal of Chibi Usagi Ujimbo because he's just precious and we had to have it. So um, it, the coloring is beautiful. It's all of these really light colors. Um, I want to say watercolors because when I think of watercolors, I think of a very specific lighting effect of colors. Um, lots of lots of blues, purples, greens, pinks. Um, the little monsters that they fight in one scene is like all pastel. Think of like um, think of like the Lisa Frank coloring but tone that down like about three notches. And it's just those types of colors together, but just a little bit lighter. It's, uh, it's just so precious. And the story looks really, really cute. And I'm excited to read it, but I just, um, you know, I, we've been hit hard with a lot of tragic and heavy world news mm -hmm. this weekend. Uh, my heart's been very heavy. So I wanted to do something like this and uh, buy something kind of light to read because it's just adorable and I needed something happy. So, but, and um, there's a picture of uh, Julie and Stan Sakai and they're just the most adorable looking couple, just precious. So yeah, the, always happy to give them money. And Usagi Jimbo is like, I know the, the regular series is probably the most accessible 35 plus year series I've ever read where every single story arc is a is is a jumping out point like it's easy to catch what's going on you know for even a brand new reader who doesn't know anything about the series so I just imagine even here especially since this is a kid's book you know like it's gonna be pretty pretty easy to, to catch you know who is who and mm -hmm. what do they stand for and what they're against and stuff so yeah super cute so yeah very I'm, excited to read, it. read it after you Definitely. Yeah. Very nice. Okay. Well, in that case, I guess we'll go into our main course today, uh, which was um, Anya's Ghost by Vero Broxel. Am I saying that right? Let's just go with it. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. For, um, it's from First Second Books. Uh, this was actually Carrie's Choice this week. So Carrie, do you want to kind of give us a quick rundown about uh, the story as well as uh, why you chose the, the book for this week? So the reason I chose it is I'm really trying to stay within what I consider the confines of horror. And I, but I wanted like an all ages or like young adult horror book. Um, and I was, you know, I go, I'm still getting used to a lot of comic book lists. So what I tend to do is to go to like, Penguin House or other published like you know like other publishers and I'll look up like YA graphic novels or you know YA horror graphic novels or whatever and then like get their recommendations um so that's what I did and I uh uh it was a it was a choice between two I chose Anya's Ghost because again um I I was going basically by the cover which I know we're told not to do and um the quick synopsis of it and the quick synopsis of it was 
I don't have it in front of me and I didn't remember it, but it's something along the lines of like, you know, Anya meets this ghost and is the ghost all, all cracked up what it's all to be or whatever. So the story goes, um, Anya, help me with the age. I want to say she's freshman, sophomore in high school around there. Yeah, it sounds like early, early like part early of year high, high school. school. No older than a sophomore, I think. And um, mm-hmm. she's, uh, it's a pre- like a kind of prestigious preppy uh, private school in New England. Uh, her, they are immigrants to the country from Russia. They, um, Anya has been there since she was five. She never went to school in Russia. So she's become very quote unquote um, Americanized. Um, She's lost her accent. Uh, She's very proud of the fact that she's lost her accent. Um, She considered herself fat when she came to the States which I found very interesting. Um, She has, you know, but she was a kid. So she's lost weight. She's obviously grown. She's gotten taller. She's gotten you know curves and all of those things because she's a teenage girl um you see her mom and her mom is drawn slightly overweight which I think was to um enhance Anya's uh maybe like discomfort with weight uh her little brother is quite a bit younger than her he's about six or seven and it's just the three of them so they live in this area. Uh, Anya goes to this high school. She has a best friend named Shabon. They smoke cigarettes. They're kind of like the nihilistic, apathetic teens at the school. Um, Anya desperately wants to be part of the cool kids group and she feels like she's an outsider. Uh, Shabon doesn't give two fucks about the situation. She just <laughs> likes to be kind of like snarky and, and obviously cares for Anya but there is definitely like a disjointedness between in their friendship. Um, they smoke cigarettes, they cut class, blah, blah, blah. So um, there's a, another side player, um, a little boy from Russia. He's the same age. He's just diminutive in comparison to the other kids. He's about a freshman or a sophomore too. Maybe they're freshmen because it seems like it's, um, like it's uh a newer high school experience and um his name is Dima and he gets bullied all the time he still has an accent like he he wants to be Anya's friend uh their mothers are trying to get them to be friends because they the the families go to the same eastern orthodox church and Anya wants nothing to do with her heritage she wants nothing to do with being an immigrant she wants nothing to do with Dima um and she runs from the house for something. They get in a fight, her and her mom, like an argument. If I'm remembering or if I'm getting it wrong, please correct me. Uh, she runs, she basically falls. She stumbles into like this weird ass well. And she sees bones, like a skeleton. And so she starts to like scream and she's yelling for help and there's no one around ghost is there but that belongs to the skeleton and it's talking and the ghost has a shape it's the shape of a young girl and and she's talking to her saying like you know no one's gonna hear you blah 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 I died down here screaming for help no one heard me 
or I couldn't talk and, and I was just here, blah, blah, blah. So they start to talk. Um, Anya's an asshole, in my <laughs> opinion, at this point. I think she's a total dick. I do not I like her. I hated her. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Totally did not like Anya. Agreed. Like, ass. So she just loves to chain smoke and be a bitch. And so she's <laughs> um, the... Uh, the ghost is like overtly friendly and Anya, basically her whole attitude is like, fuck you. Like, I don't give a shit, but you know, she's like doing small talk for the sake of it. And then um, she ends up spending the night in the well. Uh, a, a can falls down, obviously a sign of life up above. The ghost wakes Anya up. Anya starts screaming. It's this weird little scene of a like a punk rock guy. Yeah asking Anya like oh are you hot you sound like a hot chick that is just my impression of how this person sounded in my head so then like oh, Anya's boy. like oh I'm so hot like you oh thank you beyond your wildest dreams to get me out of here so that they rescue her um the ghost is like oh take me with you um you know I'm gonna go with you or whatever the conversation is so Anya goes home she like jacks up her hand a little bit. She doesn't want to go back to school. Mom makes her. Um, she realizes that the ghost is with her. The ghost can't be far from their bones. Somehow a little piece of like, it's like the little finger of the ghost, mm -hmm. of the little finger of the skeleton got in Anya's bag when she was getting rescued. So ghost is there. Um, she, uh, Anya makes a little necklace with the ghost finger. And so the ghost now goes with her to school. Ghost helps her like cheat on a test and all this stuff. Um, Anya has a little bit of an embarrassing moment in gym class during a test. Um, I, for those of you who aren't familiar with the horrific um, public education system that the States has, uh, they, and I, I mean, I say that as someone who works in the public education system. So uh, we do this thing to children that's really horrific. We make them do trials, like timed trials for physical fitness. And you run a mile in so many minutes. You do pull-ups. You do, um, what's the thing back and forth? Uh, uh, suicides. Suicides, you know, and it's all timed uh, because apparently if you can do them fast, you're healthy. So um, that's what this was supposed to be. And so um, Anya has a little friend who's like, kind of short and kind of chunky and she's like I'm gonna take a fall because like as long as you fall and you say that you hurt yourself then you're kind of excused so the little friend thinks that Anya's gonna do it too um I think that may have been the plan until hot guy comes to watch hot girlfriend at her trial and um Anya is smitten with the boys so she's Sean like and Emily yes Sean and Emily thank yep. you so um when yeah I, I just yeah, I, I didn't remember the names. Thank you. So uh, Sean's watching Emily and like rooting for her. So um, Anya gets a little like, oh, well, he's here. So she actually tries, I think, for a little bit. And so little chunky friend takes the fall um, and is surprised that Anya did not take the fall with her. Anya tries. But I think in looking at Sean, like she goes to look at him and I think she trips because of that. And so her butt's in the air. And, um, and okay, yeah, hi, in, in private school, you still have gym shorts. You don't wear skirts, yeah. right? I don't know. I've, I've never seen that. 
Yeah. Depends on the school uniform, maybe, but no, I don't think so. That's that felt really, you yeah, know, yeah. I was playing it up for a joke. Exactly. Maybe if maybe you maybe those like were because later they called them her shorts. Hey, cute shorts. They oh could yeah. Have, like, they could have like short shorts under the skirt. Yeah, like maybe. Their uniform was like, like a, a skirt, like a cheerleader something. skirt, and yeah. got shorts on under them or something. Gotcha. Yeah, no, that was point. very played up for the joke. Yeah. So what happens is Anya falls rear end up, and you can see her little shorts, and everyone's like, "Ooh, you know," like making dumb teenager sounds at her. Super embarrassed. Um, but Sean talks to Anya afterwards, thinking that she did that intentionally to like get out of it and so he kind of congratulates her like oh that was an awesome move like I'm gonna have to try that next time she's like kind of shell-shocked that he's talking to her ghost girl um sees a flyer for a party in Sean's backpack and uh you know basically whispers and Anya's ear to ask about the party. Tell me if I'm taking too oh, long in talking well, about this. Oh, you're doing fine. Um, um, just, just real quick. Uh -huh. um, so Emily's the ghost, uh, and Elizabeth was the girl, the the girlfriend of Sean. And um, but Emily is is helping Anya cheat in school mm -hmm. as well, and like doing basically all these great things for. Her. And so Anya starts liking her because she's getting. Oh yeah, so they actually Emily. begin. Thank you. They actually begin to form a friendship yeah. because. Uh, it's just easier if I say ghost girl, sorry. So like, no, no ghost worries. girl is like helping her in school, like Brian said, like cheat or whatever. So she's starting to like that. Um, but anyways, this party is coming up. Anya mentions it. Sean is like, I didn't even know you knew this guy. And then Anya's, and then the ghost girl tells Anya to say like, oh, you, you met him at summer camp. So she tells him the lie, he buys it. Um, they're like, yeah, we're going to pick you up and get you ready to go. That's great. Like, we'll all go together. And so um, they end up going to the party. At this point, Anya tells Shabon about Sean. Shabon tells Anya, hey, my brother says he's a real douche. Like, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't go after him. You know, like, he's a real jerk. And so Anya snaps at Shabon and is like, well, I just want my, my best friend to like be supportive. And then Shabon's like, well, I want my best friend to tell me like if I'm going after a sneeze ball. And so, you know, they have, they have that best friend fight that I think a lot of us have probably had at some point where we just take shit way too personally. And um, they end up not speaking, the, they end up on not speaking terms. So Anya goes to the party, learns that, Sean is indeed like the grossest person. Um, Anya's very cute and says that he was just making out with another girl while his girlfriend stood watch. But was that, is that true? Because I just assumed they were having sex. Yeah, it's not, it kind it's of felt funny. like it looked, uh no, it kind of looked like one of those situations where he like, you know, we roofied a girl downstairs, carried, dragged her up, me and yeah. some other guy have dragged her up and now we're raping her in the upstairs bedroom. Oh, that's, that's kind of what it looked that. like to me. It's not explicitly said, but it okay. looked like there were two guys in that room and oh. there's a girl because it's like, don't leave me hanging in here. 
Oh, that's right. That's right. But maybe that was a girl. It was just a girl th- in him. But I it, lo- it was a girl. But the girl obviously was inebriated. <laughs> in yeah, way. the girl wasn't of like sound judgment. No. Like, yeah, I, I, for some reason I thought there was another guy in there too. Okay. Cause, cause, not, cause was there not? I could have read that wrong. He's pretending that there's another guy in there. Oh, that's what, okay. That's okay. what Elizabeth had said to him. Oh, someone got Anya. sick and they were all helping this yeah. person. Okay, okay, okay. Then I I I missed that a little bit. Okay. But but anyways, I I, I But think, yeah, no, there's there's yeah. consent issues there. But no, I, I definitely yeah, had like, you know, we're we're playing this PG thirteen yeah. ish, but you know, that's definitely a you know uh, what's uh, his name? I like beer uh, now in the supreme court that's one of those situations oh yeah ew that guy yeah yes. yeah 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 like um so like you find out sean's a skis ball um that his girlfriend his or the, the girl that but everybody, i love him oh I my love god him. i'll do anything yeah it's just and anya's starting to see that what she considers cool or like the in crowd is really fucked up like it's not Fucking finally. Yeah, yes. it's not great what she wants. And so I think she's starting to see it at this point. Um, she goes home. The uh she had promised Ghost Girl that, like, oh, you know, you've helped me so much. I'm gonna start trying to solve your murder. Because that's so, what Emily says is that she was murdered. Yeah, the, the ghost girl tells her that she was murdered. So she ends up going and um that this part's actually really funny she sees ghost girl like a little bit more vamped up before you when when you originally see the ghost she's like the scraggly she looks like a scraggly weak 11 year old like she doesn't look like much i guess is that i'm trying not to be judgy of a ghost drawing but like yeah it's judgy so then like all of a sudden after the party she's vampy She's got like her hair styled. She's wearing a little bit different style of like ghost wardrobe. And so even Anya makes, go ahead. She looks more like the vamped up Anya. Yes, yes, She's taking on her character. Yes, yes, thank you. That's what I thought too. So she looks like like Anya kind of did when Anya was getting ready for the party. And um, she's smoking like Anya. Is. Yes, and she gets ghost cigarettes, which <laughs> was, was the funniest thing that Anya said. She's like, "Are those ghost cigarettes?" Because now Ghost Girl is smoking too. Yeah. So, and I think once she starts seeing Ghost Girl take on some of those traits, I think it becomes reflective for Anya. But you're as the reader, I don't think you're in on that yet. But you kind of start to get it at this point. Um, Anya leaves the necklace behind to go research uh, the murder and she doesn't want to take Ghost Girl with her because Ghost Girl cannot be far from her bones. So Anya goes to go to the library to research the murder. Dima's there. And so, and like, okay, I'm going to say it now. There's a lot of shit that on like words that are used mm-hmm. by multiple characters that bother that are just not cool it's 10 years old it's I, so, I don't like a lot of the stuff Anya says um mm-hmm. or some of the other characters yeah I don't care that it's 10 years old that yeah, yeah. yeah. it's just like no the words I, I, are, I'm not excusing it. I'm just saying that the that's words, probably why like one of the things that she says and I'm only saying this because it really pisses me off 
um one of the things that she calls oh yeah dima is bobby and ghost girl asks what that means and she says oh it means fresh off the boat i cannot stand that term um the fact that she's using it towards another immigrant to the country disgusts me i know it's fictional i but i just don't like it it's really yeah, now, anya's a terrible person yeah anya's especially like a, yeah. yeah she's horrible to dima like i uh, so anyways she's in the library dima helps her because she doesn't know how to research because she doesn't do her work because she's not a good student and so, or even a trying person. So Dima helps her learn microfilm. And I mean, I've used microfilm my entire academic career. Um, I love it. So she kind of follows. We're old. Yeah, yeah, we are super old. But and I think it's kind of cool because Dima, because these these kids are, are too young to ever have used microfilm. And the fact that Dima knows it is because of his of his experience in Russia. Yeah, because Dima is a newer immigrant to the States than Anya is. So he he even mentions that that he used microfilm a lot in school in Russia because in St. Petersburg because they didn't have a lot of the access to like the internet or computers that um, schools in America have access to. So, so his, he knows microfilm. His immigrant experience actually benefits. Yeah, so her. he's like, but the, uh, he he tells Anya this really heartbreaking story of like, that he's basically allowed to go to the library during gym because as long as he walks there, because the boys in gym class kept breaking his glasses and his family can't afford new pairs all the time. So it's a deal that he worked out with the principal. So he's there. He helps um, Anya research microfilm. They find out that Emily is um, not the victim our ghost girl Emily is not the victim of a murder, that she is actually the perpetrator of a double murder. Um, so they find out that the boyfriend that ghost girl is pining for now in the afterlife, that she actually killed him and another person um, in, a, in a double homicide. So, um, and there's a moment between Dima and Anya where Dima straight up asks Anya, like, how do you do it? You're so American. Like, how do you, how, why are you this way? And I'm this way. And then, or I, I get bullied and you don't essentially. And Anya has this really fucked up answer of like, you're, um, you know, you've got a heavy accent and you're small and you wear glasses. It's some fucking yeah. bullshit. And so, but there's a moment where she it comes out of her mouth and she a panel later looks remorseful so she shares with Dima that before she lost her accent and all these things like she really got bullied too um and it makes Dima feel a little bit better that she shared that part of the story with him you know that, that maybe he's not so alone I still think she's an asshole but um, they go, she find, you know, so they find out about Ghost Girl. She goes home, um, shit starts happening to her family. Um, uh, Ghost Girl makes it look like she poisoned the dinner that her mom cooked. Um, so Anya destroys it. Um, 
there's marbles left at the top of the stairs. Mom falls, has to go to the hospital. I'm missing another one. It's the first one that happened. Yeah. Um, and this is after Anya confronted her about her being the murderer. Oh, yeah. As well as, and, and Emily has hidden the bone so she can't leave. But there is another thing that happened um, that a uh, ghost girl does. She turned on the stove. Oh, she turns on the stove uh, while... She turns on the gas. Yes, gas. Yes, thank you. Thank yes. you. She turns on. Thank you. She turns on the gas um, while they're in the kitchen. And so all these little things are happening. So mom ends up in the mom goes to the hospital for falling down the stairs. Um, and ghost girl starts talking to the little brother in his sleep and starts. He starts crying because now he knows that there's like a monster in the house or something. So these things happen and the little bone that ghost girl had is actually in a little box because the throughout this whole book, you find that the little brother loves like archaeological excavations. He's always taking shit and like, and like burying it so he can dig it, which is really cute. Um, drives Anya up the wall because she's a soulless human being. And so um, she she's like happy that he has the bone because she's like, oh, tell me where it is. And he describes where he's keeping it. Ghost girl gets to it first. Um, help me with the ending because I'm drawing a blank. So um, the, she wrestles the, the bone away from, from Emily and she runs to the park to the well. That's right, that's right. And so they have a big confrontation and she throws Anya throws it Anya yeah. throws it in the well it goes down the well Emily's able to pull up all of her bones together drag herself out of the well so she's yeah. covering her bones with A her ghost really self it's a mm-hmm. so fantastic visual like maybe the best yeah. visual in the thing mm-hmm. uh, but in the end she's able to get the the ghost goes back in the well um she parts herself from Anya is able to say, you know, like, fuck you, whatever. She goes back home. She's able to convince the city to fill the well in. She's yeah. like, I don't want this to happen to anybody else. You know, I fell down the well, falling down the well, scary. Please fill in the well. Mm-hmm. She's able to fill down the well. She doesn't tell anybody what happens, but she's able to like mend her relationship with Siobhan. Um, and, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Well, um, just really, what I find really interesting. So Emily, the she's freaking out about um, Anya not wanting to be with Sean anymore because oh, yeah. Sean's an ass, and and, be, and that's because she couldn't have the love of her life when she was alive. That's why she murdered the person. So um, that was kind of what Emily, or sorry, Anya had told Emily to to make her spirit dissipate. Was basically like you know you you know like what you wanted would never existed so you need to move on essentially oh yeah 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 so i thought that was but sorry that was a horrible synopsis no, you so did thank great. you for helping I'm just, me coming just little pushes just helping you know but the, yeah you did fine it's oh, great thanks i i get long-winded about stuff but um but yeah that's that's uh the story of anya's ghost everyone <laughs> so um you know any, any any points you guys want to bring up i have a, a couple if you want me to start or darcy did you like it i kind of hated it yeah okay um, thank you. like I, I i don't know how i would have felt 
um, you know, like a month or two ago, but having just read like I Am Starfire, it yes. felt very familiar. You know, you've got like, I mean, she's not like an actual immigrant immigrant daughter but you know you see the similarities there mm -hmm. and what mandy has that anya doesn't is she i mean she's mandy's an asshole she is mm -hmm. but her relationship with her best friend is genuine and loving whereas anya and her relationship with siobhan is awful Mm -hmm. Like she treats her best friend like shit. Mm -hmm. And so like the one area where these, like the, the trope of the asshole teenager is mm -hmm. very common and relatable and understandable. And it's been done and overdone and done and done and, and it's fine and it's good. And I like it, but you should, there like, there's gotta be something there to hold on to. And it's usually they've got, this love interest that is actually good like they've got a crush that's actually good somehow or they've got mm -hmm. a best friend that they're relating to and they can talk to and there's something genuine there there's something good in their life that you can really connect to mm -hmm. for mandy it was her best friend and that was this fantastic relationship her best friend protected her from those titans fan girls and fanboys who were mm -hmm. awful uh, that crush she had on the person that she was both jealous of, but also just loved and couldn't admit to it. And it was this awkward, envious thing. That was fabulous, right? Mm -hmm. Here with Anya, she's awful to her best friend, which you can't relate to that unless you're a horrible person. Mm -hmm. And her crush is a terrible person. Mm -hmm. And the crush's girlfriend who she's terrible to is actually a good person who's yes. being mm -hmm. abused yep and it's like there's nothing to like there uh -huh. there's nothing to like about Anya yep and the person who's being bullied who's being like actively abused this friend that she should like the person everybody in her family and everything's like supposed like be friends with this other immigrant kid mm -hmm. that you might have something in common with it's being actively bullied and she's not doing anything about it and it's, it takes like two thirds of the book to get towards this oh she becomes like a better she realizes sean's an asshole she realizes this ghost is actually being terrible and maybe she should be a better person she's mm -hmm. nice on again we're talking two-thirds three-quarters the way of the book she figures yep. this out we never actually get resolution she's quote unquote quote unquote nice to the little boy but is she like, she never protects him yeah, from anything. She's just not, she's just not awful for a couple of panels. Yes. Okay. Like, that's all you get is yeah. she's not awful for a little bit. And I'm like, that's not enough. No, yeah. I, I care agree. about this I, character. I, I feel like there should be more resolution to her, to her, to <laughs> yeah. her, her change in personality. Like they should, it should, it should go on a few more pages in the show. Like what she's doing to not become an Emily, essentially, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was just, it was just. She was awful. She was terrible the whole time. So I didn't I, like her. She was yeah. awful. What also, the smoking bothered me. Yeah. And it, it might have been a time like kids at this period. It's pre-Jewel, you know. So it's not 2015. So it's pre-Jewel. But kids at this time had already kind of started moving to vaping. So it's like it. It was kind of like that college part 
in I Am Starfire, where it's like, okay, this is being written by an adult. Like kids yeah. have kind of started moving on to vaping. This is kind the, yeah. of, it feels like a little bit out of time kind that of was thing. definitely mid 90s high school <laughs> yeah yeah I, it's I like this vibe. is being written by a gen gen x or an older millennial kind of feeling yeah i mean i i started i started smoking like in high school so i yeah well that, yeah. it wasn't that I mean, she was smoking it was that yeah. she was smoking cigarettes and not vaping it felt place. it felt out of its time yeah, yeah. i kept having I, I was like is is this supposed to not be taking place well, that's, now yeah, until she exactly. pulled out her cell phone and then i was like oh so it is taking place now why well, is she i went to school cigarettes? in the late 90s you know like well, right that's the thing no, like no, that. no 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 i'm not was, saying yeah, yeah, you yeah. i'm no, saying no, no, like no. why is she smoking cigarettes no but that's what i mean is that like someone my age did that not right. someone written in 2011 especially kids out of private school even though i know she's not like you know like hoity-toity like private school kid but like those those kids would definitely the would go would reach out for the the newer and Sorry, the newer fancier things. things. Those kids are popping Adderall. Yeah, that's those true. Kids, yeah, they have yeah. the money for pills. They're yeah, not going to waste exactly. their time They're on cigarettes. cigarettes. Right. Exactly. You know, I mean, if we're well, gonna be no, and this kid maybe not have the money for that. Yeah. She's true. she's not the rich true. kid, private school she's kid. Not. She's not. You're right. She's not. She's bumming smokes. So, but you know, yeah. she could get the lower level vape kit that they've yeah, got at could. this point still not jewel because jewel doesn't groupon? come out till 2015 but yeah she can get the groupon vape kit. She, she can get the the the, the all it's the groupon heat out of, 2011 uh, I, I think it was yeah i think it, they were I think it was. possibly yeah she'll, she can get all the the but, hot um precious metals and stuff into her lungs from the, the early vaping but what what bothered me about the book was like I, Darcy, you, you brought up every excellent point about her mm -hmm. personality. Oh, she's but the thing, one, some of the language use, um, they use, yes. they use lots of derogatory terms for women. Um, yes. and I don't like saying them, so I'm not going to, um, don't. yeah, they, she uses the derogatory term about immigrants. Um, mm -hmm those kind of get flung around willy-nilly, which I really did not like. Um, and I feel like that's mid-90s as well. Well, he, the, okay, okay. It, it, so it felt like that. It felt like an yeah. older comic. I kept having to check yeah. when it was published. And that's mm -hmm. fine if that's your, if that's, yeah. okay, like don't, like what Darcy kind of alluded to, don't market it like a modern comic then if you're mm -hmm. gonna have these kind of older tropes yeah that maybe like you grew up with like like if yeah. your reference point is like from your own childhood and this is what you're referencing don't make it something that's supposed to happen in 2011 because you're right it felt disjointed in that way make it two places like and, or... and i was like and when i saw the the random punk walking through the mm -hmm. I was like, what? Yeah. And every person I've ever met with Liberty Spikes does not talk to women if they're hot or not. Yeah. I had no idea where that came from. Again, my reference points from the late 90s. So, but that's, that's never what I've encountered. It was weird. Yeah. It, 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 there was a lot of disjointed stuff in mm -hmm. here. Yeah, I, I just kind of like if if they had never pulled if if Anya had never pulled out that cell phone, the cell phone was like the only modern thing I I feel like I saw. Yeah, and, and there was only one real cell phone reference. If that had not been brought out, I could have very easily felt like this was 
a, a an older mm-hmm. like a, a, a an older comic like even if it were printed in 2011 I could have felt like oh yeah. well this takes place in the 90s yeah and I would have felt more comfortable with a lot of the things that were happening in it yeah you could throw in a couple of Nirvana shirts on somebody and make <laughs> yeah, it right exactly. um <laughs> she was when you are that much of a horrible person yeah. and you don't like the what the way I felt about Anya in her and her you know character development so her being nice quote-unquote towards the end felt like and I'm just gonna say it because that's how I feel Catholic guilt it's this like oh I've made you feel bad I feel guilty because I should you know like it's it's hard to explain, but it didn't feel genuine in the fact that she felt actual remorse. Obligation. It just, yes, it felt very obligated to feel bad. And not <laughs> saving your mom and brother from dying uh, isn't uh, like personality recovery. Yeah. And it's yeah. not, it's like, not altruistic like, either. It's, right, yeah, it's right. That's your mom and brother. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, there there wasn't like for all of her horrible deeds, there was not enough time that we were given yeah. as a reader for her to yeah. recoup any sort of like uh, self preservation or dignity or anything, and to really become a different person. It felt yeah. really rushed towards the end, yeah, it, and that yeah. felt disjointed. Um, I think the artwork. I loved the colors because I just like yes. darker colors. I thought it was really cool. I thought the drawing was really nice. I thought mm-hmm. um, mm. I uh, I thought that it was pretty to look at. I did like that a yes. lot. That kept me engaged. Um, I, you know, like uh, it, it was just, it was hard. It was hard to read only because Anya was so fucking terrible and I would love to know if that was the whole that was the whole point well I I get the point in making her terrible at first like you you want like I said like that concept of the terrible teenager who who is awful and you don't like them at at first I mean because that's you know like that's Ferris Bueller or whatever like he's a pain in the ass oh yeah you know like asshole teenagers like that's Damian Wayne he's a pain in the ass one of my favorite movies is Rushmore and and the main character is the worst person in the world in the beginning of the movie but then you have time spent with him you find out that he's actually not bad at the end like he right you change ferris bueller was a bad example (laughs) ferris bueller does not get better ferris bueller is always he doesn't learn but like max fisher from rushmore like you know there's that that there's the last 20 minutes of the movie is basically his redemption (laughs) you know like that is but like i think what bothers me about anya Mm -hmm. and her character is that she's the one she's never that nice to Shabon. No. Ever. No. But that really got me. Kind of even afterwards. The, yeah, not even afterwards. She's not even nice mm-hmm. to Shabon at any point. Um, like Darcy said, the person who's getting actively physically abused at school mm-hmm. that she should have at least been like, hey, you guys, you know, like are told on them or she, something. She doesn't even have to help him out actively like she doesn't have to go step in between those bullies but she could 
like do something she could do anything she could go mm -hmm. in private she could be Mm -hmm. decent to him yeah in a private space yes she could she's and the the time that she's like sort of nice to him in the library like that's that's, after he was helping her yeah exactly that's after he was helping her (laughs) so it's never like out of the kindness of her teeny tiny stone heart it's just like again all of these things that she does it feels like obligatory it doesn't feel like there's ever any genuine like uh genuine feeling of kindness of being compassionate no it's just her it's her realizing she's being a dick and calculating how do I seem like less of a dick in this moment yeah that's just how I read it so yeah no I I I agree because and so I I I overall like this book it wasn't my favorite but I, I, I think I liked it more than, than either of you. And um, my last two notes in my- It would be hard um, not to. <laughs> yeah, my, my, la- my last two notes actually um, are poor Elizabeth and poor Dima. Yeah. <laughs> and so like both of them- or, Yes. Yeah. And so, and, and like we were saying earlier, and so I absolutely 100% like totally empathetically if I'm saying that word right, um, agree with you guys because about about her personality, she definitely doesn't have a redemption. She has the potential for a redemption moment and it's never really, really gone on. You know, like it's not really like, you don't really see it. You, like it's just implied at the end and we need more than an implication that she's a better person because we've seen her be a terrible person during the entire thing. So we want to see her be a good person. You know, we don't just need it to be like, and everyone is ha- lives happily ever after. And Anya became poet laureate and the president of her school and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, but we don't, we don't need that. Um, but the one thing I did like relate to and 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 like that there was some growth to it was Anya's self-hatred of herself which I think is one of the reasons why she's such a yes. everyone is mm-hmm. in like because like that one scene where she has the body dysmorphia and she's looking in the in the mirror and she sees like a very and sees her mom yeah, yeah exactly and um so like and that I feel that that I think because that can be more nuanced and that can be fixed in a nuanced fashion I feel like that was a little better. Like she obviously, I think, was more comfortable with who she was when she used her last name, her Russian last name at the end and stuff like that. You know, like stuff like that. Like she became more comfortable who she was. So hopefully that's, yeah. But also that feels kind of fat phobic in a way. Yeah, that's true too. Like she's a horrible person because she hates herself because she feels fat. Yeah. No, and I agree because I, like, I I loved her mom in the beginning. Lots, like, of, lots of people don't like the way they look. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, also, I, also I mean, was... lots of people don't like the way they look, but they're not awful. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. And that's what I was going to say, too, is that like I, I've mentioned here before, like I've had I had severe body dysmorphia growing up and um, I wasn't mean to people <laughs> because of it but yes but that one little thing though right yeah she would like at least that that to me i think i think maybe i have a soft spot for stuff like that so that's probably why i i enjoyed it i also like carrie said like the coloring i like ballpoint pen style like inking you know like where it feels like mm. someone kind of mm. did it with like a like, with like a big pen and that's the kind of coloring and the and the vibe i get from from the the way everything's shaded so I like, and so, I, so 
the artwork was nice to me as well. I thought as far as imagery goes that that part with uh, like looking in the mirror when she turns to her mom, like as far as imagery goes, that was one of my favorite images yes. Yes. in me the book. Mm -hmm. um, I, I thought that was incredibly well done. I didn't necessarily like what it said about her personality, yeah. but no. just like as, as far as images goes, that uh, and the very end with uh, the chase scene and, and Emily getting gigantic and then taking control of her bones and then dragging her bone ghost, uh, that was also a fantastic image. I really yeah. liked that. that was really uh, there cool. was a lot of really fantastic art in this book. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. The art, there's nothing for me. There's I have no complaints on yes. the art. In fact, when the whole image with Anya looking in the mirror and seeing her mom only made me love the mom more. Yeah. I was like, the mom is yeah. so cute. <laughs> I'm like, she's adorable. She's adorable. Yeah. Like, I love her. She's supposed um, to be a good mom. I also feel that her hatred of her weight felt because I felt like that was also linked to being Russian. For some, yes. for her, for some reason, and then like that's the connected to Russian food. And yeah, yeah. Exactly. oh, that's right. That 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 was the whole opening scene was about Russian food and blah 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 blah. And so yeah, because Russian food's so high in fat and oh, and she and she loves salads. That's right. She started eating salads or whatever. But and and low low fat yogurts and it it had a lot of things where I I think it could have been very relatable, um, but. I don't think it ever got to the point where it was truly relatable because I'm hoping a lot of us were never that fucking terrible as children. Agreed. Like, I, I like the one like she that. was just too mean. Yeah, she was. She was, mm -hmm. and there, she was all around mean. Like she was just mean to everybody. Um, yeah. The one thing that did happen was, and again, this it it was during when she's being horrible to Siobhan, but it's not like but it, in the in the vein of it it was the argument about sean um it just reminded me of like me and my high school best friend where my high school best friend i don't think was making the greatest um guy choices and i told her and we had a huge fight um i drove to her house that night and did like a fucking standing outside like take me back <laughs> i'm so sorry we're still best friends forever type of thing because that's how oh, th that was how we were in high school but i I do remember like that one part I was like oh I remember having that kind of argument with my best friend at the time yeah. but we I was my best friend and I we did a uh I we both had a crush on the same guy and I I he kissed me in the hallway oh. and I told her that weekend right before we went and did laser tag just the two of us uh and she kicked my ass like super hard <laughs> like physically or like via laser tag via laser tag oh <laughs> man like just wiped the fucking floor with me her? <laughs> well because she was my best friend i don't uh, give a shit about him i know but still ah <laughs> oh, that still hurts that still hurts yeah it was, you know, it was, I was going to be honest and, yeah, you know, sure. upfront about it. And so neither of us ended up dating him or anything. <laughs> Wasn't it was worth funny. it. So it was a thing. Yeah. It, it was worth it. Thing. She kicked my ass at laser tag. She won. I didn't. It was, it's a story we still have. Yeah, <laughs> Do you still cool talk? 
Oh yeah. Oh, that's cool. She was cool. she came down to my house like last month. So oh fun. That's awesome. awesome. That's really cool. I think I'm losing power. Um all right. Well, you guys have I think that's might be all our yeah, I think that's conversation. It. Do you guys have anything else you want to add or do you want to kind of move on? Don't be like Anya. Yeah. Yeah, I wholeheartedly <laughs> agree with that. Do not if you are still somehow in high school, which seems incredibly unlikely given <laughs> our metrics. Uh, or most of you are in your uh, late twenties, early thirties. Um, don't don't be like that in high yeah. school. <laughs> yeah. Don't be like that in college or after college. Either. Just don't be like that. <laughs> so. And don't fuck around with goats. Yeah. I mean, I have insane stories. Don't fuck around with that shit, man. No. You bring it home, and it fucks you up. Especially if like you think you're, it's like a one way relationship. Yeah. Don't with anybody ghosts. even the ghosts you know especially ghosts you know like it's not it's yeah it, it's things are gonna bite you on the butt yep Literally, what you're doing. well um so i think um we're gonna move on to our round table which actually is a sequel to last week's round table about uh short not short substack i i think i said called it short stack a couple times last episode too i don't think you did I maybe no, you, you did it now yeah I, <laughs> I just like pancakes apparently uh, i don't know the last time we don't eat dinner yeah. before we record <laughs> so but yeah so so um so we recorded last monday we're recording monday again this week um the 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 news broke the day that we we uh that we were recording and only a few things had come out and even that night after we recorded, um, as you can tell by the disclaimer, when I when I had edited the uh, the podcast, um, you know things had changed. So we just kind of wanted to to kind of go over a few few more things and kind of expound, uh, you know, and maybe change our our initial opinions on on this situation. So, Darcy, do you want to lead off or? Yeah, um, just kind of like update and talk some more and maybe put in some clarifications about what we talked about last week. Uh, first thing I want to say is I was talking about Kindle Unlimited last week. What I really meant to talk about was Kindle Direct, which is the self-publishing thing that Kindle does. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know why I said Kindle Unlimited. I meant Kindle Direct, Kindle Direct Publishing. Mm -hmm. Anyway, moving on from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, Kindle Direct, which is Kindle's self-publishing arm where uh, you can like self-publish books and they, you know, like publishing happens with like no oversight. If you want to publish on Amazon, you can get a book published in like 20 minutes. And Ooh. it's kind of the same thing. There's like very little oversight here, which is why uh, like with Substack, um, there's some concern uh, and which is the, uh, the disclaimer Brian gave last week uh, that there are some concern of kind of trans issues because some trans creators, some trans activists, some trans allies uh, have been hit with um, newsletters being pushed onto them by anti-trans uh, voices uh, because Substack in the past at the very least has been one of those uh, 
free speech is epic free speech kind of places free speech is every kind of speech even if free even if that speech is hate speech Mm -hmm. kind of things and so they don't just promote um general speech they'll promote a speech from anti-trans people uh, from any kind of hate speech place it's if you want to publish it here that's fine um and uh was it scott snyder i think it was scott snyder uh, came out and published this really long thing about how substack is basically like utopia for the oh, internet it was uh, like James the old Tinian. internet how it was wonderful it was james tinney i'm sorry yeah. oh, no forgive me it's... scott snyder um mm-hmm. <laughs> james tinney published this thing about how uh social media is the devil and the old internet was better like forums were fantastic and um Substack's going to be internet utopia for him mm-hmm. um, because uh, it doesn't have the dreaded um, algorithm. Um, and that's questionable because uh, while that's questionable for a mm-hmm. lot of reasons, I don't, I'm not in at Substack. It's still only a weekend. I'm not participating in the process. I don't work for them. So I don't know how these things are necessarily going to be pushed, but Substacks are going to be advertised on social media. So they do take place in these algorithm systems. Mm -hmm. You are going to be pushed Substack through the algorithm. There's no question of this. But even outside of that, you are... (laughs) People have been pushed substacks uh, like these people who are trans people have gotten anti-trans substacks because they've been pushed them. Mm -hmm. Uh, They've been pushed these newsletters. So the idea that somehow substack is free of agenda uh, is laughable because Substack is made up of people. So in anyone who sells this to you, like it, it's somehow more perfect than regular comic book companies, uh, wipe that straight off your face. That's bullshit. Yeah. Okay. I love the idea that people can take control of their own destiny with publishing that's excellent uh someone i think it was chip chip sadarsky said Mm -hmm. what we're doing here is making our own company and i thought that was fascinating Mm -hmm. um he's you know he's able to create his own book hire his own people um he can maybe make different kinds of books like he doesn't necessarily have to be the writer of everything that he's making on his own Substack. Mm-hmm. that's awesome yeah like mm-hmm. I like that concept is fantastic yeah, but do not try to tell me that it is free mm-hmm. of any sort of agenda because yes. obviously it's not it contains people so what Chip was saying with it okay fine cool awesome Tinian really got my you know hair up with that I was like (laughs) so I I kind of feel there was a lot of what I kind of in my brain go like MLM culty kind of language Mm -hmm. because of where I come from as a person uh, the south and I was raised in a cult so I my brain goes and it freaks me out a little bit when I hear Mm -hmm. certain buzzwords Um, but I yeah, I, I like a lot of what I'm seeing. 
in theory, but mm-hmm. do not tell me that some things are free of agenda and never use like internet utopia bullshit around me. I mm-hmm. don't want to hear it. I don't want to see it because it's not possible. People are involved. Exactly. And that definitely, I think it definitely came off as like a total line kind of statement, especially because yeah, he's, he was, he was the rule, the first, I don't think Spencer was kind of the one who kind of, who started getting people to, to go over to Substack, but Tinian was like the the big the big linchpin. Like he he was and yeah. he's he's also an LGBTQ writer, and so and then there's there's the anti-trans issue. So um, you know that he's the perfect person to come out and say no 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 it's all good. You know like I'm I'm bisexual and like I I'm here and I'm going to be you know there's no going to be no hate speech you know directed at me or anybody else. But yeah, you're right. It's like the you know you can't control your readership and you can't control you know the and like and Substack is not controlling or doing anything about the one who they allow onto their platform and two how people are getting the newsletters like they're allowing anyone to sign up anybody without any kind of verification email verification or anything like that mm-hmm. and he and did so, said he did say they were going to quote unquote do better but that's what everyone says yeah exactly and do better is just it's just words until you yeah. do better and you know it's yeah. like it's like everyone everyone especially if you're caught and, and in a way Substack has been caught <laughs> you yeah. know like you know like that's what that's the first thing you say but when you say i'm gonna do better x y and z and then you see you do X, Y, and Z, then like, okay, we'll talk, you know, like, well, you know, like, I, you are actually doing something about it. And I yeah. know, um, what was it? Molly Ostertag and I think Chip both said that they would be like donating proceeds of what they made doing Substack to uh, charities, which, mm-hmm. you know, that's great. Or it's- you could just not do Substack. Yeah, and, and see, I think the I think what it, what lays there. I think Scott Snyder also had said that he was going yeah, to, I think so to do that. And but what what lays there is that um, I understand the opportunity. We all we've talked about in the last, especially the last few episodes, is how disjointed getting paid. Yeah, how is hard it is in the conflict industry, and like and get what you deserve or even like a fraction of what you deserve you know like close to what you deserve and so i understand that this is essentially a a gold-paved road for those who who are the big names you know you're not you're not seeing small writers and artists go this direction you're seeing big names because that's the people that can maintain a a subscription and And it's it's not just for, I know I listened to Beyond the Bastards. No, is it Beyond the Bastards? I can't remember if it's Beyond the Bastards or surely it is. Anyway, there's a podcast I listen to and one of those guys is talking about getting his sub stack together. And so like it is, it's like these big names right now they're courting like big names in a lot of different industries. Um, because you know that's a big podcast exactly and but and here's here's the other shoe i mean and it's already kind of happened before all these progressive writers are going on onto on you know to release their comics like all these all the names have been announced so far have been not only big names but names that are synonymous with like very progressive views and ideals Mm. 
but the other shoe's gonna drop because unless Substack does something about their who they allow in the mid, because you know who's not, you know, a lot of people are not working, and rightfully so. I'm glad they're not working because they can't get jobs at at regular print, you know, like uh, publishing companies are like comic gators and like far right, like radical, like writers. And so they're going to find this opportunity as well, you know, and like, and so it's going to be up to like Substack to like kind of police like the way other publishers have and keep like hate speech, like in comics and stuff and, and that crowd away from, from this platform as well. Yeah. I haven't seen anything about not, like, not yeah, yet. I've not seen anything because they're still on Kickstarter. Yeah, and and like GoFundMe and all and all that. GoFundMe, as well. yeah. But you know, it's only a matter of time unless unless there's a prevention, you know, by by the platform to not let yeah. them come on there, you know. And like, really, the only way that it sounds like to me that Substack's another capitalist company you know trying to make their money so really it's like it's up to the consumer one to be vocal and and about like what they want will and will not pay for and will they will not allow the company to do because they're not going to have their own morals about things it's going to be all about what makes the most money so it's good that that there are some people even though this is a great opportunity for a lot of good creators you know, even like the creators that are not on there, it leaves open spaces for for new creators to come in to, in the into the publishers and, and be published. You know, like new voices and new you know more diversity essentially. So I mean, it's it's a it's a benefit there, but yeah, it just needs to be watched because it's open for everyone right now, and not and we all know that not everybody is are good. A lot of people are not good people. It does. And it's, it's, I think it's giving people a, letting people take a step back and like making them take, not making them, but letting them take two seconds to think about what they're doing next or what else they might try. Um, I know G Willow Wilson was popping up on Twitter, like, you know, considering different options of things she might do instead of Substack. Mm-hmm. Um so I thought that was interesting, not just necessarily like different platforms, but just different things she might do. You like, like I might do Substack, but I might do other things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I, you know, everybody's trying to do something. You know, it is our modern age of you cannot just do one thing. Yeah. Um, so especially if you are a creative you cannot just get on one platform and stay on one platform Uh, sucks but accurate Mm -hmm. um so you know you've got to promote yourself and do lots of shit uh yeah Yeah. i'm looking holy shit that's good evs is oh god damn it i just Uh did a you know comics gate thing yeah it looks like I'm not going to read this or click on this or give him thing, but yeah, are I'd have to not getting on it, but they're talking about it. Yeah. It, Cause it's a huge thing. And, and, and if it's, if it's going to be a, an open gate, pardon they're, the pun, but yeah, know. no, no, no. It's, it's, it's basically, they're saying it's, uh, it looks like, it looks like, uh, EBS is basically saying that, uh, uh, 
comics that uh, writers are going to Substack is a, you know, not an excuse, a reason, an example, a, it's proof. It's proof of, you know, why comics are shit. You know what I'm oh. saying? <laughs> well, the industry you know dc you, you know they've been saying this for you know get what go broke that kind of shit you know yeah. what i'm saying you know but you know mainstream comics are awful that's why they've got to leave dc to go to substack right yeah no and that's exactly the opposite that's because these people have gotten their names from the the big two because people are buying mostly big two comics and and then they're able to branch out from there and get paid like we've discussed before but i guess he doesn't see it that way because he's branched out and he has not got paid because no one wants to buy his shit no one wants to buy his shit but it it the reason isn't because the comics at dc aren't good though yeah. a lot of them aren't it's because people. dc doesn't pay their people yeah exactly exactly and that that's a hundred percent different you know like yeah it, it isn't yeah. absolutely yeah if, it's not it's not that the writers at dc aren't good writers it's yeah yeah no. if they if they if they uh like like paid john ostrander like for example because it's just suicide squad movie just came out like a fifth of like of what that movie is going to earn you know like you know like that it, it's, it's it's a drop in the bucket to to at&t and to warner brothers yeah. but it's not to the creator you know like yeah you know it's better than five thousand dollars and and a ticket to the movie <laughs> like yeah marvel was doing you know you know like and that's what the problem is is because and that's also you know you see your hard work have fruition and like things are created and then it helps promote these movie multi-billion dollar or billion dollar movie you know franchises and it's like and then he's like well what do i get for it like what, what did i know kelly sue deconic worked on the captain marvel movie but like i don't i think she got paid for being a producer but that was about it even though she big, got she got a ticket to the premiere and five thousand dollars yeah, and she got the jacket <laughs> as well she's a jacket yeah <laughs> which i think she donated too which was pretty cool but yeah that's cool I, yeah i i just think you know um so yeah i think that's what more of it is you're you're 100 right Marcy. i mean like it's it's not that people don't like these comics like for bastion like for bastions of internet harbors where everyone is welcome and it's free speech you know what had the same ethos when they first started? 4chan. Yeah. Imgur. Twitter. Twitter and all these things. And so what ends up happening is that, like you guys said, all of these people with really yucky frames of mind and really yucky opinions are free to espouse those opinions in their own little subsect of whatever because it's protected. Mm -hmm. And that's fine because, you know, it's, it's an amendment, but at the same time, it's like we owe it to ourselves and as a community to like police that shit because you don't want people to be harassed because of it. And you don't want people to be threatened exactly. because of it. And that got fire in a crowded theater. That's how you get eight Jan. That's how you get eight Kun. Yeah. That's how you, you know, yeah. it you've got slippery slope is a thing we you know it's a phrase mm -hmm. because it's a thing that actually happens mm -hmm. it, it isn't you know 
there's censorship and then there's protection and fire you can't yell fire in a crowded theater for a reason mm -hmm. freedom of speech yeah. is protection of the it's government right mm -hmm. it's people uh i i can't i just can't <laughs> you can in the same way you can't say people that are x are all criminals and need to be you know taken care of you know, right. and that's the type of speeches going on in these forums, and that's exactly like yelling fire in a in a movie theater because it's, you know, you're 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 focusing unnecessary like attention and hate upon people, right? And and, and that's just going to cause problems. <laughs> right. You cannot declare everybody to be, you know, you cannot incite genocide. Exactly. No. Right. No. Because no. yeah, it's. Uh, fucking people i can't the, the algorithm's there it's not going to go away it's part of it no matter what kind of like utopia you know somebody wants it to be it's just be really smart about what you what you consume you know like you just have to pick and choose who you want to support and just know that there are ways that the algorithm's going to fucking get you and it's just you know just be careful out there and don't 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 fall down the weird rabbit holes like i think darcy had a really good um thing that she did while when she was looking up about the person i for evs is what you said yeah. the acronym of their name mm -hmm. yeah. um you know and she didn't click because a click is a hit and yeah. so i thought that was really smart okay. that you didn't do that yeah, so absolutely. you know just stuff like that because i'm definitely one of those people where i'm like hitler let me read all about it because he's such a fucking asshole and i want to like you know, I mean, and that's horrible too. Like, don't do that bullshit because you can get weird stuff on your phone, like I do. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta find a balance be between like to actually know what you're talking about. You've got to click and read it, um, but also some people don't deserve, you know, the yeah. ad revenue. Mm -hmm. um, exactly. So find Unless that balance. Get a VPN, put your, <laughs> and then look the stuff up so that, that no one gets any ad revenue. Well, no, because, you know, I, know, I, I want to support some people like yeah. I, I don't have an ad blocker. I know a lot of people do like, but some people that's how they, you know, like news websites, that's how they make their money is. Ads. Exactly. No, I, I completely um, agree. So, you know, and if, the only way I, you know, like people don't pay for their news websites anymore. They've got to make their money, whatever. I've got yeah. a whole, yeah. blah, 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 blah. It, if you, if you hate We've gotten this. so far off here yeah, yeah. Uh, it's absolutely nothing to do with ads i don't want to go on a rant about ads um mm -hmm. with substack i think that like i said last week there's absolutely no way if every single high paying uh, or big name comic book creator joins substack um or some version thereof um, there's absolutely no way all of them are going to be able to, you know, like get subscribed mm -hmm. by their entire fan base and have, yeah. you know, like Marvel and DC keep their subscription numbers and have like uh, minority voices in the independent uh, 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 comic book industry still do well. So even more than already, exists i think people are going to be looking at their budgets and you just kind of have to figure where you want to spend your money exactly. and this has had me really reevaluating my budget myself awesome. um and uh, it's something i've been doing kind of already I'm, I'm coming up on 
my quarterly taxes in like a month and a half. So, it, you know, I'm, I'm already looking at that anyway. Um, so it, it's, it's kind of had me like refocusing my money uh, and, and where I want to spend it and what kind of people I want to spend it on. Um, and I think people just really need to focus about doing that. Um, it, <laughs> there's not a whole lot we can do in this world. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's one of those things, you know, like we're not fucking Exxon. We're not going to cure the world. Exxon's not going to try to cure the world. So we can't sit here and say, you know, like, uh, you know, recycling, we're going to save the world. It's not the eighties. It's too fucking late for that shit. Um, but there are little differences we can make for people. Uh, Subsac is one of those ways you can help uh, a creator that you really like. Same way with like Patreon. If you've got mm-hmm. somebody that you really like and you want to invest in them and help a creator, you know, who is creating really excellent stuff that you really like, awesome. Go for it. Um, for me, none of these people who have said they're going to start putting out fucking newsletters, which I'm still not about, um, has really moved me to be excited about the service. Mm-hmm. Um, again, new ways to do the industry, shaking shit up. It's exciting in a theoretical level, mm-hmm. but I'm just not here individually. You know, Chip Zdarsky, kind of cool. Love him. Um, you know, Jughead, woohoo. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm just there's no way I'm giving any of these people money for this shit yet. Yeah. Uh, nobody has moved me there. My money is still going to these people who don't have money. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's the thing too, is that this is definitely the, the bigger, the bigger dogs that, that, that obviously yeah. they deserve to get paid and you get make money, but you know, they're, they're I, I, little I still hate, you know, like giving money to fucking Marvel Disney, you know, like I, I I hate that. I hate that I'm entertained by them sometimes, you know, like fucking hell billionaire corporation, trillionaire corporation. Yeah. I don't know how much money they fucking have probably more than the country, Mm -hmm. but, and not fucking paying people. I wish I could quit this fucking disease I have fucking addiction but until then you know like what I can spend on you know like the significantly more indie creators I'm trying to put it there because I don't have a ton of money I really have to pick and choose who I support Mm -hmm. and yeah I agree and see okay so James Tinian even despite the the weird thing that he wrote that that he so came weird. out with and as well as uh, you know and Chip Zdarsky to me I those are two people when they write a comic I'm at least gonna pick up the first issue and gonna check it out and like th- those are people that do move the needle for me personally and um but um and I think I mentioned I mentioned this before like you know on our, on our private chat that it's like I don't read every Tinian book. I don't read every Zdarsky book because I want to diversify what I what I pay. And even though, and and the thing is, is if, if now the only way I can read a James Tinian book is is by reading all his books, and then I can't read Zdarsky because of Tinian. You know, it's like that is a problem too. You know, like I don't like that and then i might and then to me it's like almost like that i'm not going to give anyone my money 
I'm not going to give those guys. I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to spend more attention to pay more attention to Kickstarters. I'm going to pay more attention to what Boom and Vault and whatnot are coming out with and buy those books instead, you know, because. Well, you know, I, you know, Chip hasn't left. I don't think Chip. No. Yeah. So, and um, I don't know. I don't know. I, a lot of it's still up in the air. So there's that. Um, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah it's, it's, it's still, it's like I said at the beginning, it's, it's still really early days. It's, it's still, I, I, I like what Chip said about it being a business and being able to hire who they want when they want for what they want. And I, I think that could be exciting and could be interesting. Um, if, if they pair people interestingly and I like all the people chips worked with, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I, that's why kind of, I chips, one of those people I would look, look to Tinian just doesn't interest me. And that's, that's one of those things. Like I, I just, not that I've ever really disliked anything he's done. It's just, he doesn't excite me. So, you know, along with that weird culty email, thank you. For that, <laughs> um, it's, you know, yeah, I, did, I, did he get sworn into something as a salesperson for them? It was weird was. anyway. Um, so the way he talked about it made me slightly more interested in his, but still definitely not signing on. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, probably I mean, a bad way to finish it, but well, I don't know. Well, the thing uh, at the end of the day, right now, this is all a theory because we yeah. haven't seen how this this thing is going to move. True. And so, so I think that like we've definitely theoretically have kind of gone through the what ifs, and there seems to be a lot more. There's well, a lot the more closest negative. thing to what exists for it again my problem would be Kindle Direct. Yes. And it's garbage. Yeah. And, and it's not garbage. There's plenty of really, really good stuff in Kindle Direct. There's also a lot of garbage. And that's the, that's the thing. And just like the like I said last last week, the, the Nintendo Switch store, there's great independent like video games that come out on there, but then there's a lot of trash and it's hard to sift through the trash to get to the good stuff. Yeah. But I guess if you know ahead of time, if they're only, you know, pulling really big names, which isn't what Kindle Direct is. Kindle Direct is just anybody. This is not that. This is they're deliberately hunting out. It's not self-publishing. It's self-publishing by famous people. Yeah, it's it's self-publishing by professionals. Yeah, like top tier, like yeah. popularity professionals. Yeah. yeah, but you know, I mean, like, yeah, I guess we'll have to see how it goes with 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 them. And 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 the thing is, though, is that what I think is important is what we're doing. That there's been so much positivity about Substack and this whole situation. And yes, we want to get our creators paid, and we want them to get paid what they deserve but th- no one's looking at the double-edged sword that is present. And I think that is good to have a discourse, you know, on a, on, you know, you know, publicly and be like, Hey, this is great, but bear in mind this, don't let this bite you in the ass later. 
you know, like, you know, be aware that this isn't all just, you know, candy canes and cupcakes. <laughs> this is, there's some shit there too. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Okay. Well, so any, anything final that you guys want to, you, even not about Substacks, is there anything else you just want to bring up or? Um, I do really quick. Sorry, I'm yawning. That was rude. Um, so we're recording this on Monday the 16th. There, um, there's been a lot happening in the world this weekend. Um, if you're not following the news, it's probably good because it's bad. But uh, there was a horrific 7.2 earthquake in Haiti on, mm -hmm. um, I believe it was early Sunday morning their time. And then, of course, the fall of Kabul um, with the Taliban taking over. And really quick, just because two, these two things are really important to me, um, since we're talking about where to give your money, um, if you're interested, sometimes it's really hard to find links for um, legit like uh, resources for donations for other countries because there's so many people trying to take your hard-earned cash and um, the internet is full of like misinformation. So there's a place called Project Hope. You're interested in donating anything um, that's helping the um, victims of the earthquake in Haiti and it's projecthope.org. And then there's also um, Women for Women International and that's womenforwomen.org. And they provide emergency support for the um, Afghanistan women and children and to help them get out of the country. So if you have anything and if you're slightly interested, um, those are two good and legit websites to give resources to. It's just- uh, And, it's and just a, Ilhan Omar's Twitter feed, uh, she's mm -hmm. been posting like places where if, awesome. if you're, you know, want to share stuff for um, like evacuation information, um, visa information, you know, trying to get people out. Awesome. Uh, there's been um, some funding information I think she shared. So yeah, if, if you're looking for, again, places to put money, uh, places uh, to help support or share for visa information. Yeah, awesome. that's a good place to look to. That's good to know. Thank you. And if you're on Instagram, um, a lot of uh, hip hop artists are posting in their stories about uh, Haiti. So SZA is one of them, Lizzo. Um, they're posting things uh, of places, local uh, places in the lower 48 to get um, actual physical donations, diapers, clothing, hygiene goods. Uh, to the, they're going to do fly out starting this weekend to Haiti to get them the things that they need. So uh, I just wanted to throw that in there because, you know, I, we're all tight on money. I mean, none of us have a lot. I'm, you know, I mean, and if you're super rich listening to this, then thanks, because you're probably not, you're probably the minority of that. But it's just, um, I think it's important as a community. And I'm not saying like community, like comics community. I'm just saying like a community as in like people, you know, that we support each other, that we take care of each other when we can. Um, because I really do believe in karma and I do think that it comes around. So that way, if you ever need it or your loved one needs it, they'll be taken care of too. So just my two cents. That's it. Very good. No, that's a really good message. And, and actually send me those URLs and I'll put it in our notes. Yeah, as well. I will. You, you too, Darcy, please. 
It's just Del Hall and Omar's Twitter feed. <laughs> well, She's sharing I, have, things. I have the memory of a hamster, so <laughs> like, I'll get more links for you. Yeah. Um, all right. So, all right. Well, I think our dog is going crazy right now, so we better put, bring this to a close. Um, so, if you guys don't have anything else, I will go ahead and do our closing speech here. Okay. Okay. I'll take that as a yes. All right. So we yes, reached <laughs> we reached the end of the show. Uh, thank you to everyone listening to our show. Um, as always, and email us any questions or comments at comics are better at gmail.com, Instagram, Twitter, CDB pod, website comics are better.wordpress.com, where you can request a future subject uh, for a future show a future subject for a future show um don't forget to follow rate and tell a friend about our podcast please and darcy uh, where can we find you i am at books underscore serial on twitter books and serial uh, is my website and i'm currently not talking about anything except for you know like occasionally complaining about random podcasts <laughs> and uh complaining about people complaining about YA books I, I've been complaining about a lot of things on my Twitter uh, <laughs> but I've not posted anything about a podcast because I'm still waiting for them to update about the next Wastelanders thing I expected something really soon and they haven't said anything and I'm very upset about it oh yeah I, I thought so too I, I was expecting something really fast but apparently it's not there's no news at all. I, yeah, I haven't seen anything, and I'm I'm super upset about it. That was actually something I was going to ask you because, like, I have I I I've been known to miss things, so I thought maybe I just missed something, but no, that's that's really strange. Yeah, I'm I might have missed a, a Marvel podcast, you know, like from the pull list or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I have, but I might have. I got sick, so I might have missed something, but we'll see. <sighs> well, um, so I am at Bryjan2814 on Twitter, Bryjan underscore CB on Instagram. So for Darcy and Carrie, I am Brian, and this has been the Comics Are Better podcast. And remember that uh, comics are better and everyone deserves comics. Thank you, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. No. I can see Batman and B. Oh, oh that was okay. Bad. <laughs> it's like 90% humidity in our fucking room. It I'm is. like going insane. It is so yeah. hot. It is so hot in and here. If anyone here has heard of jingling throughout this podcast, that's <laughs> our dog. He's been he's been going back and forth. I know. It's so, like so. I'm like dripping sweat. But okay. um yeah. <laughs>